Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Hello, Monday morning. Good morning, Angie. Good morning, Janelle. Morning. Morning. Good morning to all those of you, all those of you listening to us on the iHeartRadio app, on your smart speaker, and driving, and on the old car radio. What a weekend in the nation's capital. Was it? Yes, it was. Yeah, Stu, you looked like you were busy. <laughs> I was I was busy for the first time in a year. I had Michael Buble on Friday. Love Michael Buble. I think half the city was at Michael Buble. Mm-hmm. Any scroll through social media was like, Buble, Buble. Yeah, I heard it was an amazing show. That guy is a performer through and through. I love how he put on a signed Brady Kachuk jersey towards the end of the show. Oh, did he? Because we yes. talked about this last yeah. week. We're like, oh, is he going to put on an Ottawa jersey? He put on the Toronto jersey. Yeah. What did he have to say about our sense? He said that he he likes the sense, but took a shot at the Toronto goalie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I saw he did a cute little video with one of the uh, security guards. Yes, uh, with Adria Caris. Oh, my gosh. Where, that where was he walked so in. Yeah. Um, uh, the other half of the city was at Iron Maiden on Saturday night at the CTC. Okay. Iron Maiden was in town? <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> no, oh I didn't even know they were touring. Okay. <laughs> and on Saturday, I took my uh, family to Miller's Farm in Manitick to get a pumpkin. Love a single it. pumpkin? Uh, well, we got four. <laughs> you got a family of pumpkins. Half the city was there on Saturday look, uh, trying to get pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And the other half of the city was at Kewin uh, Farms yesterday with Ottawa Dog Rescue. What was happening there? Ottawa Dog Rescue was doing a fundraiser, had a whole bunch of dogs for adoption. And Okay, so a- you did a dog fundraiser last weekend. Yes. And then you did one this weekend. Are you yes. getting a dog? Are you getting a dog? Mm, not yet. Why not? Because I don't want to bring a, a dog into this family until the kids move out. <laughs> Most people get the dog for, <laughs> for the, the children. Yeah. No, I know my kids, and I know my son doesn't want a dog. He made that very clear last week. Oh, he doesn't want one. No, he does not want a dog. Oh. And, and so my, you don't think they'll be very helpful? No, not at all. They'll be helpful for like the first six minutes, but then after that, when they have to walk the dog to go poop, there'll be no thanks. But you know you'll have no help once the kids move out. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just but be But less you. distractions, I guess. Okay, okay, okay. Um, fair. Yeah, I can take care of a dog in a second. <laughs> yeah, so are you getting a lap dog? Uh, we'll see. Yes, you are, just like your mom. Yeah, you would. You're going to no, take no, it to no. the little doggy spa for no, Maddie's no, and Patty's. No, no, I'm not. No, no, that's not me. I want a real dog. A real dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, well, that sounds like a fun uh, weekend. Um, I sat on my couch. <laughs> you know when it was one of those weekends where you just kind of like wanted to be cozy and like cook dreary, everything? Yeah, yeah. Started making soups and all of that stuff. You went into full fall mode. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And you had an exciting weekend. I I was very busy this weekend, not here in Ottawa, but to getting a lot of wedding stuff done. So, uh, some big things happen, and we're going to talk about that just after 7 o'clock. When you think useless, think of Stu. Hey, everybody, welcome, welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. All right, you remember this segment, Angie? You were off all last week. Remember the useless fact segment? Uh, I do recall it from a time before, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys ever use a Bic lighter? At some point in your life. Oh, yeah. I mean, isn't that the, uh, like, only lighter? Standard, company? right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the gold standard. That and the Zippo. Yeah. Okay. This being the useless fact segment, I'm going to tell you how many times you can light it before it runs dry. Okay. A Bic lighter. How many times do you think you can light it before it runs dry? I'm going to ask you that question. Uh, Janelle, you go first. Ooh. I'm going to say, like, a thousand. Okay. Uh, Angie? I was going to go less. I was going to say, like, 200 or something. You're both wrong. 200. 
I don't know. 200 C doesn't seem like a lot, Angie. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm always buying a new one. Well, not that I Oh, she smokes need. all that. <laughs> no, I light a lot of candles. No, <laughs> Angie's lot. a heavy smoker. <laughs> no. Uh, you can light a Bic lighter about 3,000 times before it oh, runs out of fluid. 3,000. Okay. That's close. Yeah. yeah. Well, that explains why I still have the lighter in my purse that I've had since I was like in high school. Oh, yeah. really? I think so, actually. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's because I never use it, but yeah. Wow. 3,000. Yeah. Oh, you go, Bic. I guess that's different than the dollar store ones that I buy. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm only getting 200. <laughs> All right. right how do you rate that fact from one to 10? One being the worst thing you've ever heard, the 10 being the most amazing, useless fact you've ever heard on the, on the planet. Definitely a useless fact. Uh, I'm going to remember that one. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Oh, look at that. First Solid. day back. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was good. I'll give you an 8 this morning. There you go. Okay. An 8 and an 8, 8.5. All right, so the scores we go at 10, 0, 30. How this works is you uh, chime in with your score with a number and give yourself a funny handle, like a creative nickname. Yeah, you know, rated on a scale of 1 to 10. So yeah. what do we have? My system is refreshing on I have a feeling so that mine. the system is down because yeah. mine was also doing the same thing. Oh, no. Yeah. We're all stalling. <laughs> I'm getting like a spinning wheel right now. Yeah. Yeah. Something's wrong with the text machine at 10, 0, 30. Uh, so if you're sending texts right now, uh, it's delayed. They'll probably you know all come in do? in like yeah. five to ten minutes. Yeah, whenever we get them, we'll try to go back to them. But still send them in, because eventually we will see them. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Move Mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, trending through the weekend, a couple of things that sort of broke the internet. The first was the photo of Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber Mm -hmm. over the weekend, teaming up, arms around each other, hugging even at the Academy Music of Motion Pictures Gala on Saturday night. This was a huge topic of conversation in my house because my daughter sent it to me and they were like, oh my gosh. And then we were like, I was like, is it Photoshop? They were like, no, there's tons of photos of them. So, of course, this comes on the heels of Haley's big interview where she denied the rumors that she stole Justin Bieber from Selena Gomez at one point and that they've had beef over the years and the whole thing. And I love, 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 love how these girls just came out, put yeah. their arms around each other and just put it all to rest. It's like, how many years has it been? And like, let's all grow up. Like, I mean, <laughs> we're adults. Yeah. Selena yeah. and Justin are over. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> they've, been, I, they've been married now for like over four years. I do want to see a photo of Selena and Justin. Yeah. I know everyone was like, is this going to be Justin's new screensaver? Yeah. <laughs> Selena My and his girl. wife. That was pretty shocking, though. But it's nice to see that finally, like, because they have a lot of young fans that, like, there's yeah. no cattiness. It's just all love. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on from the narrative. So, another thing that people were just, you know, scrutinizing and debating all weekend was this proposal that went down at the New York hockey game. Oh. So, this guy. Takes off his shirt. He's got please say yes written on his chest. Gets down on his knee in the middle of the game, up on the big screen, and proposes to his girlfriend. What a putz. So she basically says, no, no, no. Gets up and eventually leaves the arena. And then he sits down shirtless in his chair and drinks his beer. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of people were saying that it's fake. So do I wonder? Yeah. Do you think? Yes. You think it's fake? Totally. See, some of the people that were sitting around them that had, like, the first, like, you know, like, front row seat to this uh, said that he actually had tears in his eyes. Oh. And that she was like, no, no, no. And then, like, they said it was 100% real. 
Okay. If the, if, if, if the she, team said it's 100% real, then maybe it's real. But I, I've been around too long. I believe it's fake. I know that there's a lot of these fake things that yeah, happen. It wasn't one of those ones where, like, immediately, like, she stormed off or, like, no. threw a beer in his yeah. face or anything. So, like, there was this, like, weird linger where she seems to whisper or say yeah. something to him. It was, like, a little bit of a discussion, but... I don't know. It was so awkward. Like, hey, why are you like, don't propose to me like this? Like, this is embarrassing. Number yeah. one, keep your shirt on. Whispering to him, like, um, yeah. this is not how this is supposed to happen. Yeah, like the shirt off thing, too. Yeah. Like, Ugh. it's so yeah. cringe. But then, on top of all the cringiness of the awkwardness of the messiness of that, uh, right after it happened, the Panthers scored. Yes. <laughs> so just like salt in the wounds. And that's what's trending. Well, 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 someone is back from a whirlwind weekend getting <laughs> wedding ready. <laughs> okay, so first of all, I have to say, saw some proofs for your engagement photos, which happened over the weekend, and they yes. are stunning. It looked, stunning. looked like an ad. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> it looked like an ad. It's actually so funny how so many people have said that. I think they're just being kind. You guys look like models. It looks like a magazine. No, like these are really stunning photos you guys had done this weekend. It was perfect. Like the fall theme and the colors are gorgeous. But yeah, you do uh, very much photograph well, both of you. Thank you. (laughs) Because I always say Adam photographs really well. And I feel like I hate every photo I am in with him. But our photographer was really great. Made us both feel very comfortable. She's like, oh my God, you guys are naturals. I don't even have to tell you what to do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she gave us a little sneak peek and the weather held off. It was supposed to be dreary raining and awful and it turned out to be really nice so um i actually i'll post a few of those engagement photos up on our facebook page if you want to check them out they're already on the uh, instagram page but Mm. that was like one part of the weekend the whole before that like i spent like probably about six hours Going from shop to shop to shop, trying on dress after Say dress yes after dress to the after dress. dress. <laughs> so, I mean, that's fun to do in the beginning. By the end, were you still having fun? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Everyone just wants to go for lunch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had my mom, my sister come down. They drove about an hour and a half to meet us um, where, like, my fiance is from. That's where we had our photos done because all of the wedding photos will be taking place in, like, my neck of the woods so that's Mm kind of how we split the things my sister and my mom came down and um, my fiance's mom joined us partway through because she was working so that was my entourage. I had those three people. And I love honestly, the entourage. <laughs> honestly, I'm glad I did not have more voices. <laughs> it's true. Everyone gets a little opinionated. Yeah. And then you start to come out and everyone's just like, oh, to like every dress. Yeah. I mean, they're beautiful. Oh, my God. It's so complicated. It's so hard because you're right. Every dress is beautiful and it's going to look good no matter what. These dresses are made by designers with like lots of hours of care and mm-hmm. the beading is intricate the lace is intricate they all have a different look and obviously um all gorgeous in their own right but it's hard to figure out which one you like the best yeah well it's funny because i was texting with you and you said you had narrowed it down to like two or three yeah so uh and then and then the next text i get I'm like she's like i picked it because <laughs> you were thinking about the one though right yeah i think that's what it kind of came down to so uh, prior to all of this i actually went and did some wedding dress shopping here in ottawa by myself self. Mm. Uh, I wanted to do like, you know, just get the feel for what kind of style shape. There's so 
many things that you that go into a wedding dress that I wanted to narrow it down a little bit. And um, there was this one dress that kept coming up. I tried it on here in Ottawa. I tried it on down there and I really mm. liked it. And then um, a couple of others. But these styles could not have been further from one another. Right. Like complete opposites. And I feel like the dress, like the the, the people who were helping me were like frustrated. Like, girl, you need to figure out what you want. Yeah. <laughs> What's your theme yeah. here? <laughs> like These dresses don't even make sense that you like both of them as much as you do. Like, how are these your top runners? There's nothing similar about them. Um but ultimately, I did come to a conclusion that I kind of just kept thinking about that dress. I kept dreaming about it. I kept picturing myself in it, uh, you know, walking down the aisle and, and feeling very comfortable and happy and like myself in it that day. Yeah. Um, and so I said, yeah, let's do it. I pulled the trigger and I bought it. <laughs> over the phone. Was, yeah, over the phone. So I didn't have that, like, you know, that hold the sign option. Right, like, right, yeah, right, I right. said yes to the dress. I was a happy moment with my entourage around me in the store because... It was the second store we had gone to. We had gone shopping again after that. She was busy for the rest of the day. And I live in Ottawa, not in Cambridge. Right. So, I was like, I can't come back. Let's do it over the phone. Here's my credit card. Charge it. Okay. So you got a dress now. The I dress have it. It's been acquired. It needs to be altered big time um, because you I bought it that. off the rock. Yeah. Can't you do that? You're the DIY queen. <laughs> Alter yeah, your okay. own. Uh, that Just sounds use like some a duct tape. Idea. It'll be fine. <laughs> All but, right. yeah, I, I didn't end up picking the dress that my mom or my soon-to-be mother-in-law apparently liked the most. Uh, well, that's, oh. you got to go with your own gut. Like you said, it's, you've got to yeah. feel comfortable in, like, yourself in it and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dress they liked wasn't even in the running, so I don't even know. Oh, what, they were way off base. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so we're asking you about those experiences for you. Like, it's too, you said Connie Botters off the rack for 200 bucks. Yes. <laughs> oh, she got lucky. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And it was a beautiful dress. So some, you know, go very simple and easy and smooth like that. And others are, you know, we've seen say yes to the dress. Sometimes there's the tears and arguments on the (laughs) wedding floor, you know. So we want to know about your experiences shopping for the dress. Give us a call, 750-1100, or you can text it in at 10-0-30. Don't go to Montreal to buy your wedding dress. (laughs) (laughs) Carolyn had regrets, and we'll get to her story coming up in a bit. But we're just kind of talking about that, uh, you know. Saying yes to the dress whole procedure. Sometimes it's a lengthy one, mm-hmm. but many of you have done this and made it short and sweet. That's right. And some of you didn't even have the experience that Janelle had over the weekend going from shop to shop to shop with, like, you know, your friends and family around you. Actually, it's quite alarming that more than one of you has commented that you just bought yours on your lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> just by yourself, running over to the store, tried a couple on. Yep, I'll take that one. I couldn't do it. I'm an indecisive person. Like, this was a stressful weekend. Yeah. And then to make that decision in, you know, under 30 minutes? No, I don't think I could do it. Well, uh, Kate made her own dress, as she tells us, on our Facebook page. Not through a pattern, with a sewing machine. She knitted it. Oh, my God. I asked her to please include a photo. I would love to see I'm that. trying to process a knitted wedding dress. I also, like, would assume you got married in a cooler... 
temperature. <laughs> yeah. Under all that wool. I feel like it'd be pretty, it would be a very warm dress. But yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That would take, that would take you an entire year to knit your own dress. And she says it was the best experience ever. So okay. it's not like, you know, she dropped a stitch and it was a nightmare in the end. And, yeah. you know. Quite a few of you have mentioned that you bought your dresses online. And, you know, yeah. I can do online shopping for regular clothes. Yeah. But for but something not, like this. Not a dress, no. I don't think I could do that. It's a gamble that worked out for some people. Yeah, Roselle, she sent us a photo of her gorgeous dress. She bought hers online. She said on a Sunday, she had it by Thursday, bought a larger size to ensure for alterations and make sure that that would be easier. The only thing that she screwed up, though, is um, she may or may not have forgotten about duty because it came from uh, the U.S. Oh, oh, that's the worst. A whopping $300 <gasps> for Whoa, duty. No. <laughs> I don't know what the dress costs, but let's hope it that's not more than what the oh, dress costs. Yeah. But uh, you looked beautiful in your dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was out very unique and uh, looked, uh, looked like a beautiful dress mm-hmm. for that day. Um, but like, like we said, Montreal, not the place to go shopping. Um, and Caroline has the reason why. So what happened? Okay. So I, my friend and I went to Montreal because we went to that place where there's a road street full of wedding dresses and I found the perfect dress. It was $450, but I wasn't 100% decided. So I decided to leave the dress there and I would come back in a, in a week or two after I had more time to think about it. Okay. So I made my decision. I wanted the dress. My friend and I drove back to the shop. The dress price had increased by a thousand dollars no i couldn't in a week it It was about two weeks later and oh my god and i said to the lady this this price has gone up by a thousand she said no 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 it hasn't and my friend was with me and i said okay i'm not going crazy here this dress was 450 dollars but she said yes 100 percent so I had to leave. I couldn't buy the dress. Oh. And when I was driving home, I got a speeding ticket for 200 bucks. So I'm oh. Like, oh, my. No. <laughs> Sweet waste of my time <laughs> and money. So that was my, and I ended up getting a dress off the rack in Ottawa for about $200. And I absolutely loved yeah. it. Oh, so you're just, yeah. you're, that washes clean with the ticket and all. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my god, you poor thing. Oh man, that's that's rough. But what a story. What a story yeah. though. Yeah, my friend and I still laugh over it. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Gotta love a good biopic, a good documentary, diving into who a person really is or was, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people are curious about the richest man on the planet, Elon Musk. He's very <sighs> eccentric, yes. <laughs> we'll, to say the least. We'll give him that. He's very dramatic and uh, creates some dramatic headlines, including this one. There's a new documentary on Elon that is premiered on British television, and it's you know talking to former employees, family members, friends, and enemies. And one of the interesting things that comes out of this documentary is that his partner, Grimes, who's Canadian, right? Singer, songwriter, and they have kids together. Um, He apparently believes that she is a simulation and that she was created by him and exists only in his cerebral cortex as some sort of perfect companion created in his mind. No, 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 no. 
said she believes the same. No, wait. I was going to say, if you were her, how does that make you feel? She very much (laughs) feels like she was simulated and perfectly created for him. Stop it. What is going, like, what robotic world is happening? children? They do. You guys created life, yet she's a simulation. They robot babies? (laughs) Like, what is, what is, like, you have the most money of anyone on the planet, and this is what we're dealing with. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Ottawa, the town that fun forgot. Apparently, we are the town that fun forgot. (laughs) It confirms it. So, Party City has released what they're calling the list of the top 10 party cities in Canada. And when you look at all of the major cities across the country, you would think that Ottawa would be somewhere in there for our nightlife and our... We're top 10, like, largest cities in Canada. Ability to have fun. Yeah. Ottawa Uh, has nightlife? Apparently. Uh, We don't. (laughs) So, uh, in terms of the nightlife index uh, and hangover foods and all kinds of things they looked at in party culture, they have ranked Ottawa as last on the list for party cities in Canada. So just to give you a glimpse of this top 10 list, no surprise, number one, London, Ontario. Oh, yeah, Uh, for sure. We've seen what goes on there. It's a a school town. Toronto is number two, Mm -hmm. no surprise. Kitchener-Waterloo, I mean, we've seen the parties there, too. More schools there, too. Kingston gets rowdy. (laughs) Uh, Saskatoon is even on there. Vancouver, Winnipeg, Regina, Edmonton, and then... And well below at the very bottom of the barrel, Ottawa. We're worse than Regina? I've been to Regina. Yeah. Guys, we're worse than Winterpeg. Oh, my God. What are we doing wrong? Guys, we have two universities and a college here. Yeah. We sell. We also have beautiful... Beautiful bar haven. There's okay. a lot of nightlife there, in there. Bar Nobody haven. goes Nobody to bar haven to party. Like, don't even try to swing that. Like, look, I live in the Byward Market, and Clarence Street is bumping. I don't go to it because it's too bumping. Yeah. <laughs> Not in comparison to the other cities oh all gosh. across the land. We have forgotten how to have fun. And that's what's okay. trending. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, all right, all right. Janelle, who's made the cut? Today on the line, we have with us uh, Donna and Jackie. So, I don't know who's going first. Well, I've been the champion for the last week while Andrew was away, so I go first. No, that means Angie would go first. Okay, fine, whatever. You can have whatever you want. How about that? Do you want to go first or not? Yes, I'd like to go first. (laughs) Okay, you go first there, pumpkin. All right, so Stu, you and Jackie are playing together this morning. Good morning, Jackie. Let's steal the win from Angie. Let's do that. All right, categories, please, Janelle. Thanks to Angel Garant, who sent in our categories this morning. We have It's Water or It's Earth. Mm. Water. All right, It's Water. Three, two, one. It's coming down on the city today. It's what? Rain. Yes, and when the rain gets frozen, it turns into? Hail. No, when, the, no, when it's, we skate on this. Ice. Yes, and you're going outside, you're uh, huffing and puffing really loud, you're, what are you, what's happening underneath your arms? You're, you're... Sweating. Yes, and there's a lot of white stuff coming in the next few months. Yes, and uh, you're going to ride a really cool, uh, in the water. Water No, in the water. uh, Wave. Uh, Wave, wave, yeah. yeah. Okay, you guys are not bad. You had four. Okay, hang Hang on on the the line. line. We'll see what Donna is going to do this morning. Good morning, Donna. Good morning, Angie. Good morning. So we have to be, would you say four? Four. Four, okay. 
All right, let's do this. We can do it. All right, our category? It's Earth. All right, things to do with Earth. All right, here we go. Earth, Mars, Saturn, Pluto, those are? Planet. Yes. Um, and mud and digging in the what? The brown sure. stuff. Yeah, good. Uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson, what do I call him? The, the rock. Yeah. Uh, and when you plant seeds, you hope that they will? Grow. Yeah, and you have to what a hole with a shovel? Dig. Yeah, and you're turning the what in your garden. You have to dig it. Yeah, and another, uh, not uh, circle, circular, but it's what? Like the shape. Oh, round. Doesn't matter. It's okay. We got it. <laughs> Solid job, Donna. Wow. You too, Angie. Great. Oh, good for both of you. It was amazing. I'm glad Angie came back on her first day and beat Not me. Rusty. <laughs> All right. Tell Donna what she's won. I think she'll be happy. Yeah, Donna. You just won a pair of tickets to go see Jan Arden at the National Arts Center Gala. This is coming up November the 5th, and you're going. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Sweet. Enjoy. Stephanie and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. Hey, 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 it's a beautiful day. I can't stop myself from smiling. If I drink in Oh, the sweet sounds of Michael Bublé at the CTC Friday night, and a lot of Move 100 listeners were there. And still smiling, for sure. We've been getting a lot of really nice emails and texts saying, thank you so much for the tickets, Move. It was the best night ever. Yeah, we sent a lot of people to that show. We did. What, three weeks we gave away tickets? for the tickets. (laughs) I ran into a lot of our listeners who were saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the tickets. I love it, Michael Bublé. Of course you were at the show. This is what, your 100th time seeing Michael Bublé? Uh, Fifth time seeing Michael Blay. But not pulled up on stage this time. Poor no, you. No, no, no. That's okay. You I still love him. You. Yeah. Do you love him, though? Because how much of the show did you actually see, my yes. friend? Well, I do love him, but I drove to the concert on fumes because I didn't fill up my gas tank when I should have. So I literally got there on fumes. And I'm like, I'm thinking uh, the whole time I'm at the concert, when I leave, I'll sit in the parking lot because it's awful. Yeah, the traffic. And I, I'll, I, I'll I'll stall my vehicle and piss all these people off behind me. You were that empty? Yes. Like, did, did your kilometer say like zero kilometers to empty? <laughs> it said eight kilometers. Oh, that's so that's I risky. I knew I had to fill it up. So I I said to my wife, I'll be back in what? a couple of minutes. You wait, you, you so, arrived at the concert. I was at the concert. I've seen him. This is my fifth time, so it's not like I, it's my first oh. time seeing him. Not my first rodeo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I approached the security. And I said, "Look, I got. I, I drove here on fumes. I know we're not allowed to leave, but can you let me leave? I'll literally be back in five minutes. I'm just going to the gas station across the street from the CTC to fill up on gas. Otherwise, you're gonna have to push me out of the parking lot." So they gave you a, a hall pass. <laughs> they gave me a hall pass. Said you got to be back. Make sure you come through this door. So I, I did it, and uh, I went to the... the uh, and the parking people, too. Wouldn't that be an issue, too? N- no, no, not an issue. Oh, okay. They just let you out? Well, there's there's no parking people after a certain point. Oh, okay. So okay. it's not a problem getting out of the lot. So You'd already I already paid for it, okay. Uh, I left the lot, filled up at the gas station, and came right back. Did you get the same spot? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> you got That's a better one. actually surprising. Um, how many songs did you miss? Uh, two. And were they good wow. ones? Were they ones that you really wanted to hear? No. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. I, no, no, no. I've seen, I've seen him five times. I, I you know, it's yeah. not like I didn't. Yeah. Right, right, right. I still appreciated the show. I love the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and you loved when get... he, loved when he put on the Brady Kachuk jersey. 
I don't yeah. know anybody who's ever left a car <laughs> to go get gas. <laughs> oh, I was thinking ahead because I didn't want to be that guy in the parking lot. No, you weren't, you weren't thinking, thinking ahead because ahead. you should have no, no. filled up your tank in the afternoon. <laughs> exactly. I wasn't thinking ahead, but then I thought ahead. Do you not have any gas stations in beautiful Bar <laughs> We do. You probably passed about five on your way to I the did. concert. I did. I did. So instead of being five minutes late for the concert, he leaves the concert. And missing the opening or missing, yeah. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> what was Connie Gosh. saying? What was Connie uh, saying? She's just, uh, she was, yeah, she yeah. was like, whatever, you do you. Do you. <laughs> I'll be here with Boobly. Yeah. <laughs> Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, the family of George Floyd is considering filing a lawsuit against Kanye West for his false statements about the manner of George's death. So we know that Kanye has been on this recent run of anti-Semitic and racist yeah. comments. He has been going down a whole wormhole. But he went on a podcast talking about this documentary, The Greatest Lie Ever Sold, George Floyd and the Rise of BLM. And he made comments that George actually died of offense overdose and that the police officer's knee wasn't even really pressing on his neck. This is what he said on the podcast, uh, which of course severely undermines and diminishes the Floyd family's fight in all of this. I mean, the autopsy confirmed that he died of a cardiopulmonary arrest from the restraint and the neck compressions. So uh, we may remember that Alex Jones had to pay the families of Sandy Hook $965 million for claiming that their tragedy was a hoax. So so I really do hope that George Floyd's family follows through and goes after yeah. Kanye for this. Absolutely. That's totally a conspiracy theory. I mean, he's just running his mouth and he's saying whatever Ugh. he wants at this point. Yeah. And like nobody's. The man none is of not well. Happened. No. And he needs some help. He does. He does. So the royal family is once again going up against the crown. They're, they're bracing for this fifth season, which is arguably the most tumultuous period that they're going to cover in the reign <laughs> of Queen Elizabeth. I mean, it's going to cover the contentious divorce of Charles and Diana. And they were already worried that that narrative is going to paint Charles in a bad light. And they've come out to say, reminder, this is fiction, not mm. fact. Um, yeah. I think it's based on true stories. <laughs> true events. I can't wait for it. Now, there's a particular scene in the upcoming season that is causing more dismay to Buckingham Palace because the actor that portrays Charles uh, in this plot line plans to oust the Queen by lobbying the then Prime Minister John Major to force his mother's abdication so he could become king. So royal sources are accusing the crown of concocting this malicious smear of King Charles that is unfair and deeply wounding. (laughs) But what also happened is the former PM, John Major, came in and out in a rare move in a furious statement against the crown, insisting that the scene is fiction and never happened and Mm. coming to bat for the royals. So lies. It's gonna get ugly. It's, not, it's, it's like when you when it is a real lie, you you fight against it more. Right. <laughs> I don't watch yeah. the crown. Hundred percent. Kind of want to watch the crown now. It's it's really it's good. really yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, the new season is debuting early in November, so that's what's trending. Brought to you by the Donnelly Automotive Group. I got the feels, and it feels good. It's a feel good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's all the feels on Move One Hundred. 
remember the name Brian Fraser. He worked with us here in the building at CFRA. You will remember his very public battle with leukemia. He became the poster child for a blood donation here in Canada. Got so many donations rolling in and sadly lost his battle with leukemia at the young age of 26 years old. So Callum Fraser is joining us right now from CFRA as well. Same last name, no relation. No relation. <laughs> but Callum, you're going to tell us about this goal that Brian had that you were ultimately able to help him complete in the end. Yeah. Uh, his number one goal was to just be completely honest with every single person in his life. But his message ended up reaching so many people when he started advocating for blood donation and educating us all. Mm-hmm. So when he put out this call to people, um, not only did they did they hear it, but they acted on it. And it crashed Canadian Blood Services' website. And so he, he led this incredible last year of his life. And the final few months, he started writing about it. So he started with the book, obviously wasn't able to complete it, but that's where you come in. Mm-hmm. So the, the first part of the book is his story, his experience. And then the second part is you able to tell the story of how it, it completed. Yeah. So when he FaceTimed me in December of 2020, and he, he, he broke the news to me that he was 99.9% going to die in the next few months. Mm. And he told me, I need a guy that, um, that does this professionally, that, that writes for a living. So let's team up. And, and, you know, he would send me extensive notes. Sometimes he would write out full chapters. And um, we had four or five chapters um, by the time he died. And he had told me that there's this notebook at his home with a lot more details to to finish the book. But I got there, you know, Sheila told me about how how difficult it was for him to write in the final weeks. And he just couldn't finish. Mm-hmm. He yeah. just couldn't yeah. get there. And his notes, unfortunately, only went until April of 2020. He died in um, February of 2021. He didn't tell the story of being in remission. He didn't tell the story of um, uh, facing his own mortality. Mm. So... I obviously it would be incredibly unprofessional of me to uh, make up his words yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and yeah. speak as if I'm Brian because that's mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no information. I really, really struggled actually to figure out what exactly to do. I took months to think about it, and then I just started talking to people, mm-hmm. and they had so much to say. So I thought, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's let's do a second half of the book from the perspectives of other people that were impacted by him and had an impact on him. So, Stu, you're a part of this book, aren't you? I am. Yeah, you are. I wrote the foreword for it. Yeah. Okay. My, I've never written a foreword in my life, <laughs> but I, I was close with Brian, and I could I, I could understand what he was going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he was such a special young man, and had his future ahead of him, and yeah. made a huge impact on our community. I think through this book now, like with with the help of you, Callum, that like his story will continue to be shared and talked about, and we're. we're probably going to hear a lot that we didn't even really know about him yes right mm. you guys you guys followed uh, brian on twitter yeah, right yeah. Like yeah. He, yeah. he tweeted quite literally over a hundred thousand times mm-hmm. so it's hard for someone to imagine that the details of this book aren't just spread across um the face of the internet right mm-hmm. there's so much that he didn't talk about okay yeah. so for people that want to buy brian's book where yeah. can they get it almost every uh, single online bookstore so okay reason press is our publisher uh, we'd appreciate it if you went there first to support them a little more. But mm-hmm. you can also find it on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, like a- almost every single online store out there. Yeah, It's called One Step at a Time, Reflections on a Battle with Leukemia. I mean, what a what a remarkable journey you had helping, you know, this all come to fruition. So 
you know, kudos to you for you. taking that ball and putting it over the finish line. Yeah, yeah, it was an incredible, incredible journey we had for sure. An emotional read for anyone. Again, that website uh, to go to Friesen Press, so F R I E S E N Press dot com. And we should also mention that all the proceeds for the sales of this book are going to be directed to Canadian Blood Services. So thank you so much for being with us, Callum. Thank you, guys.